Greetings and salutations. Welcome to What Do You Watch, a geek culture podcast. This is episode number nine. Nine, we're one away from number 10. My name is Max, and as always, I'm joined by my fluffy bearded brother, my good friend, Mayhal. What's up, Mayhal? Uh, everything is fantabulous. There's a lot of news that we're going to cover today, so I'm excited. Yeah, this is the uh, uh, first episode where we're not necessarily reviewing something, so that's pretty cool. Uh, wait, also, uh, I want to throw some Fs in chat for EB Games dying out and becoming GameStop. <laughs> yeah. So, Fs in chat for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I have so many good fond memories of EB Games. That's where I bought most of my games for literally all my uh, teen years and then my 20s. So, And that's so. where you got your PS5. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, my so. PS5. Uh, so good, good memories, but uh, thank you for mentioning that. It, I think it's noteworthy on a Geek Culture podcast. <laughs> and also with us this, this week is my adopted son, our handsome friend Tino, who's back with us after taking a break <laughs> for one week. How's it going, Tino? I'm well, Max. You? Good, good. I, I won't lie. It's good to have you back. Not to throw any shade at Celia. I have to say she kind of killed it last week. Oh, my um, God. No. You listened to the episode, right? Yeah, of course. I was listening to it while I was like traveling through the time zones. And, nice. Uh... <laughs> And yeah, no, oh my God, she did kill it. I honestly want to bring her back as almost like a regular. I really yeah. like her input. Let's see, let's see. Uh, yeah, hey, it was wait, episode it, eight, so yeah. If people want Celia in chat, leave a comment below. We want Celia. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll uh, she'll take one of our seats. Or actually, we can always bring her as an extra. We did like that with Andrew. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that's true. Anything new with you, Tino, this week? Any, uh, any, any pigeon adventures? No, no pigeon adventures, unfortunately. But I, I went to Toronto for a little bit for some family stuff. And uh, it was nice to kind of like, get away. I've never really been to Toronto, like in the city itself. So I got to kind of like, see some of the sites. And yeah, just it was good to get out of my own neighborhood for the first time in I guess a year and a half. So hey, yeah. don't forget next year fan expo. So we'll be seeing Toronto again. Yeah, that I'm down for that. I passed right by the convention center, and I was just imagining it was huge down right in downtown. Dude, it's I'm t- I'm not joking you when I say Artist Alley in Montreal Comic Con. Oh, sorry, at Fan Expo is probably the entirety of like comic Montreal Comic Con. Artist yeah. Alley in Fan Expo is huge. <laughs> that makes me so excited because for me, one of my biggest gripes with like our our Comic Con here in Montreal is that they devote a lot of the funds uh, towards getting like entertainment talent so like acting yeah. and stuff and i'm a lot more interested in seeing a few more like comic creators so i wish they know uh, a little bit more it, it, it's cool because at fanix so they merge artist alley and the comic uh writers and artists together nice so you can you can walk like you'll walk by like usually the back wall is all full of the writers and artists right and everybody in between is like some artists and some writers and so you can pass by and you can see like a regular joe and then you know, you see Jeff Lemire right next door. I was like, oh, well, damn. shit, all right. <laughs> down. Road trip time next year. Honestly. I'd be down to try that. I mean, I'm kind of the opposite of you, Tino. I, because you know me, I don't necessarily dabble too much at the comics. So I, I usually will be more attracted to like, you know, an actor or actress that I really dig to get the chance to meet them. Like I did that year uh, with John Berthold. Yeah. That was like the highlight of my year. Uh, so it was really <laughs> cool, but I I have to say I have like a chip on my shoulder with Fan Expo. The, three years ago, there were there were the entire cast of uh, Back to the Future, which is my favorite movie of all time, and I really wanted to go. We had talked about it. I think even you and me, Mayhal. But then uh, I I had someone who actually offered at Indigo to like put me up and then just rent, not even rent a room, just give me a room and everything. But 
with the work schedule, travel, family, it didn't happen. Man, that one still stings. I don't know if I'll have another chance to see Marty McFly and Doc together before. Hey, man. I, I, I think the first year I went, Doc was there. I was going up the elevator and he was coming down. I'm like, hey, I know you. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> nice. That's Such awesome. a cool dude. Dude, I, yes. yeah. I'd kill for a, a selfie with those guys. It's so fun. I mean, I the one that I took with Kevin Smith is still up there in my, my oh, yeah. pantheon of cool nerd moments. But yeah, the Back to the Future would be awesome. <laughs> so it's you next year. Know. It's coming back next year? Well, they're doing a limited con this year. Yeah. Limited. Uh, I mean, there's some pretty cool people right now. They have uh, Michael Rooker's coming, actually. Oh, shit. Nice. Uh, even Giancarlo Esposito, you know, the okay. Breaking Bad character and also Moff Gideon. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be there. Moff there's some. There's somebody else, but I forget. But no, this year they said they're doing a limited and like a limited capacity. Yeah. So I don't know how big it's going to be, but no, no I'd rather just wait sense. till next year. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be, I feel like all the cons next year are going to be the biggest of all time because people are going to be hungry after two years of, of <laughs> break. 100%. E3 and all that should be pretty uh, crazy. <laughs> all right, guys. So thank you all for joining us for another episode of our show where the three of us geeks sit down and talk about all things TV movie related and really anything we want to talk about. This week, we'll be dedicated to discussing the old Netflix Marvel shows and how they might be crossing over with the new slate of MCU shows on Disney+. Plus. Um, dun, dun, dun. We, <laughs> we didn't necessarily have something of note to review yet. There's some cool things coming in the next couple of weeks, but with all the rumors swirling around the net and... Um, I th- you know we felt it was appropriate for us to just you know sit down and discuss because those shows the, the the whole Marvel Netflix TV shows were so near and dear to all of our hearts I think when they first came out that was even before Disney Plus existed and so we'll be happy to discuss that but before we get to all that as always we'll chat about what we've been watching this week as well as some interesting pieces of news that caught our eye so Tino as someone who's just back after a week of hiatus let me ask you first what do you watch so when I travel, I like to kind of bring some light material with me just to kind of throw on for fast watching. So I've been kind of eyeing it for a little while now on Netflix. Um, they put up the show Superstore. I don't know yep. if you can check it out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've yeah. watched the first 10, 15 episodes, I think, or something. I, like I, I binged it all. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like a season in so far. And like every episode is like really, really funny to me having worked in retail. And I think yeah. all three of us can, especially Mayhel, because it's like, it's a big box store and like you've worked it's, at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I, some, some of those like things just trigger me. I'm like, <laughs> you know, some of those things in between the scenes, right? Sometimes there's like a little lull and they'll just show you like a quick snippet of a customer doing something fucking stupid. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I've seen that yeah <laughs> yep can confirm this happens <laughs> but the comedy is really good i really like the the characters that they have on and like the cast isn't really made up of like huge actors either i think probably the biggest ones maybe like america ferrera and even she hasn't been in a lot over the last few years um so i, I really like it they all seem like average joes you know and like they, they all have their own little quirks and personalities that you get to know slowly throughout the show and yeah i mean i had a great time i would just throw it on at nighttime like in my hotel or whatever and like just been like I was binging that the entire trip and it was it's good for good for a good few laughs although I agree with Mayha like having worked in retail like some of like the terminology <laughs> talk about like signage and like making period stories and you know, price yeah. check price gone like yeah. uh oh my god yeah I would get triggered too <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm glad you're enjoying it because honestly, for me, so I watched all of it except the last season because I don't think the last season is on Netflix yet. It was on TV this year, so I'm I'm waiting to watch it. Um, I wouldn't say that it would probably make the cut into like my pantheon of like top five comedies of all time. I watch a lot of comedies, so you know, not all of them will make it there. But I did enjoy my run with it. Um, I have some gripes with the show, but overall, I think it's uh, it's really funny. I like most of the characters a lot. Um, the one that I knew before, the only one that I had ever seen before this show was um. What's his name? He's in the wheelchair. Is it Garrett? Yeah, Garrett. Garrett. So I knew Garrett from Parks and Rec because in Parks and Rec, he's only there for a few episodes, but he Oh, he does he's his, the like, animal guy, right? Yeah, the animal guy who's like always super high. <laughs> that's him. That's right. how, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, so to see him in a more serious slash super cynical role. Yeah. Um, and he has a really funny arc with uh, that floor supervisor. It's been a while since I saw it, but the girl who's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, what's her name again? Dina. Dina, fucking yeah. Dina, man. <laughs> the, I that girl makes and breaks the show. I think for a lot of people, if you can't oh, yeah. stand Dina, you'll you won't like this show. If you like her, then you'll be like, oh yeah, give me more of her. She's quite a character. But yeah. um, I yeah, I'm excited to see what you think once you've watched more season. I think the show really gets better in season two and three, and then maybe it starts you know kind of plateauing four and five. Okay. Um, but uh, I think it's a, especially because we worked in retail. I think we find some little, little, little quips very relatable. So I think it adds a layer to comedy, like you said. But um, not my favorite of all time, but still very serviceable. I still can. I, I told Mel she should watch it. I think she'd like it. Definitely. Yeah. What about you, uh, Mayhal? This week, what have you been watching? I honestly don't even know where I found time, but I watched way too many things this week. Cool. Tell me. <laughs> well, I, th- I watched this. I want to say not old, but nah, old movie, I guess, called Runaway Jury. Okay, yeah, I know that. It's one with John Cusack. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that. It was pretty good. I liked it. Nice. Uh, then, shoot, what else did I watch? Oh, my God, I can't remember. I'm blanking. That's why, we, that's why you're supposed to write it. Right, but I forgot. Oh, no, then after <laughs> I got a... I dabbled, not dabbled, I tr- I'm trying out Shudder, you know, that... Uh, subscription yeah. service it's just like netflix but horror movies oh yeah yeah so uh my friend told me about a movie called chopping mall mm. it's like this weird 80s movie it's <laughs> it's so stupid that it's good it's yeah. like one of those really campy horror movies where like it's like the typical you know that these teens stay into a stay in, uh, in, in a uh, shopping mall uh late at night and obviously, you know, there's some teens who are having sex, and then you have the other ones who are like goody two shoes. But for some reason, these these security robots go rogue and start killing everybody. But it, it's the most idiotic way that, like, the special effects are just so stupid. Like, yeah, it was one. Of, yeah, I I kind of explained. It. You have to, like you have to watch it, but it, it was it was enjoyable. Nice. It, it, every every single horror trope you can think of, the people who have sex die. The people who are, you know, goody two shoes, they live. Then you have yeah. that odd, random odd person who uh, dies at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was special. And then after there's another movie that I, trailer that I saw, it's called Killer Sofa. Oh my god! It's literally a sofa, like a reclining <laughs> chair that comes to life and kills people. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You watched that or the trailer? No, the trailer. I'm like, I have to watch this soon. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow night. It's just, <laughs> it looks so stupid. Yeah. Like it is like it's like this guy, this guy is looking up to, to the window, and all you see is some dude at the window waving down. All you see in the corner of the window, like the chair coming up, and at, and like you know the buttons on the chair. Yeah. They for they, it's like the eyes, and it's like a little <laughs> mad face, like her. So is that like a is it like a horror comedy or like it's supposed to be a serious <laughs> horror movie? I want to say it's a like a serious horror movie based on how the trailer went, but I can't take it seriously. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, so is that stupid. on Shutter? Uh, that one's on Amazon Prime because I was looking okay. it up, but I think it's on Shutter too. Yeah. yeah, on Shutter there's like these a lot of movies that I've never heard of, so I'm excited yeah. to go through the catalog for it. Well, as a horror fan, it makes sense. I always whenever I see like publicity or advertisement for shutter i'm like this is this is probably good for me hell yeah it's a good it's a good genre platform for horror it yeah, is, I, yeah. think, I think we should all watch the sofa killer and then make an episode reviewing, <laughs> <laughs> reviewing the movie no i'm kidding there's no way we can get through that uh, anything I, else uh, i watched something else but i forgot Eh, I'll come back to me, but whatever. Yeah, that was a. I'll watch a lot of things this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to do a shout out to make a shout out to the, the 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 runaway jury. Um, not only is John Cusack in it, which I think is like an underrated actor. He's really good. Um, Identity is a movie that he made that I loved. I don't. It's like a thriller. Have you ever wa- seen that Identity? No. Uh-uh. Man, you guys should watch that. Maybe like I know you enjoy maybe horror a little bit more or suspense a little bit more mayhem. So definitely you, but like that movie was good. And it's like, it got a good twist. And I, I don't want to say anything more because it's basically like, okay, so there are 12, it's like, um, and then there was none, but with a modern twist. So <laughs> they basically, it's a bunch of strangers and there's a huge um, storm. They're stuck in a motel together. There's no power. And suddenly they all start dying one by one. And like, oh my God, one of us is the killer. What's happening. It's really fucked up, but it's really good. Um, and it's with John Cusack. So, but I also wanted to shout out because Rachel Weiss, who we just saw in, uh, yeah, she's also in it. She's in it and (laughs) I love her and, uh, G Nightman, Dustin Huffman, OGs. Um, so very, very good, uh, very good show. Not show, um, movie, a movie, a movie. Oh, you Max. Uh, so this week, I mean, I just, um, I mostly dabbled in comfort TV shows. So a bit of community, a bit of Parks and Recs. I won't go too much into that. Although I have to say Parks and Rec is like better than The Office. Wow. I'll, I'll just, I'll make that statement right here, right now. I mean, you know what? I, it's your, it's your opinion. I'll let it slide. Thank you. So <laughs> no, I know that I'm probably on a smaller island with this one like i realized that more more people would say the office probably because michael scott and mm-hmm. and the, the office isn't terrible i just the other the, parson rick just has a bit more heart in my mind and also i don't think any character on the office is as funny or as well crafted as ron swanson ron <laughs> you know what fucking swanson. that i will give you ron swanson is is the bam <laughs> yeah agreed um but other than that actually because of the new um ghostbuster trailer that released which looks amazing and uh we can talk a little bit about uh, about that in a second but i it made me want to go back and watch the og one so i went and i i watched the first one um it still holds up so good maybe it's because i'm born in the 80s and i grew up with those movies you know that indiana jones back to the future all those trilogies from the 80s and you know the sequels that were released in the early 90s i just i'm such a sucker for them uh but uh i it gave me kind of like a weird Cobra Kai feel because Cobra Kai, the old guys are there, but 
a lot of the story, not all the story, because you know the main characters I think are still Johnny and and Danny, but um, it, it's still the continuation of the old movies. So I kind of like that they're hinting that this new Ghostbuster movie might be that. I'm just, I know it's fan service, so some people might not agree with me. I just hope that in the new movie, um, whoever's back from the old, I, was it confirmed that? Um, I know Dan Aykroyd is there because you hear his voice in the trailer, but um, Bill, Bill Murray, is it, is it confirmed that he's in it? We're closed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was it, did he say that? I thought it was Dan Aykroyd saying that. I'm pretty sure it was him, no? Really? Okay. Because Yeah. I, okay. That, so then my question would be, is Dan, are they both in it? Actually, all three, because one of them is past. But anyway, like if they're all there, I hope that it's more than for just like 30 second cameo scene where they just oh yeah, kids, when we were young, this is what we did, and then they leave, and then we never see them again. I will enjoy them being a bigger part of that narrative. Yeah, um, he's in it. Okay, cool, perfect. So that that excites me. Just as yeah, much as the new... That was, that was his book story that he runs, no? Uh, uh, yes. The, the occult story, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. I don't know why the voice just sounded Dan Aykroyd, but again, it's one sentence. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's just like the new Jurassic World. The fact that they're bringing back all the oldies really gets me nostalgic and excited to kind of see the the, the old merge with the new yeah. so it's i'll call it the cobra kai effect again i just love that shit so hopefully they they make um they make it good but uh yeah, yeah pretty much like, I-, I mean we can transition this into into quick news at this point because yeah we're talking about the trailer um but i i told you how i felt about the trailer like it would look cool and like you said it's probably gonna be fan service and i like maybe this is just me getting old and like you know looking at shit in a different perspective but for some reason i just get this feeling like they're really amping up like the cgi and the flashy effects mm-hmm. which is gonna like replace good writing <laughs> yeah and after that, watching because i remember when you said that i watched the movie after and it was one of the things that i had in my head like the script is so good the banter the comedy is so great i hope they don't sacrifice that for flashiness you're right yeah that, that that's what i mean and all, all, all younger me would have been like, yeah, let's go, flashy stuff. But now I'm like, eh, I've seen too many things where I, f- I feel like now it's just like the fact that they're bringing back old IPs and just revamping it like a reboot. Yeah. It's it's like they're just doing it for a cash cash grab. Yeah. Like it's not like it's Cobra Kai is a good, exce- is actually a very good exception. It's a fan service, but it's done very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why it set the bar so high that. I'm bound to have some disappointment in the future with other franchises that they try to, like you said, milk by making more fan service. If the fan service is done well, I'll still gobble it up because I'm all about that shit. Um, But uh, if it's done cheaply or, you know, like, oh, we we paid $2 million to Dan Aykroyd and uh, Bill Murray for them to say one line in the fucking trailer (laughs) and then they show up for like 30 seconds in the movie. Eh, that's kind of that's borderline false advertising at that point. Right. But um, yeah, no, the, the trailer. Whoever made that trailer misleading. Is exactly. Yeah. It's you just like a- you know, yeah. You know, this this will be the next transition. You can say it's misleading, just like the first Suicide Squad was, where you know, you thought the Joker was going to be a huge part of the movie, but he ended up being you know, pretty nothing. Yeah, pretty much nothing, which <laughs> yeah. is bad because. I don't know. I, for me, that was the first Joker post Heath Ledger. Yes. And I don't, again, because of my huge nostalgia for the Dark Knight and that time in my life. And when I watch it and Heath Ledger and his death and all that, I doubt one day I'll watch a movie with a Joker and I'll be like, yep, 
that's the best one. Um, I think Heath will stay there. And even Jack Nicholson is still pretty much there as well in terms of comical, uh, cartoonish Joker. But um, I was still ready for uh, Jared Leto to just blow me away. I'm like, yeah, give me your take on it. It's more gangstery. I kind of dig the vibe, like the teeth and everything. So blow me away. And then I'm like, oh, you're barely in the movie. That sucks. But did you enjoy the um, Joaquin Phoenix Joker? I haven't watched that yet. Weirdly oh, what? You got yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. I, uh, I right, Hold sure on. No, 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 no. Wait, we need to pause. Okay, so Max can watch the movie and we'll come back in like three hours. <laughs> At 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we need to pause because like Max, you need to watch the Joker. Even Sa- Sam is like, she loves the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Very well done. I uh, listen. I I heard so many like obviously it was in the Oscars and everything. I I heard it's great. Um, I guess I'm just. I guess I'm those types of. <laughs> it's so weird to say, but I'm one of those wait, 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 superhero. I, I know. No, you're you're one of those Mar- Marvel fanboys. <laughs> yes, and I want Avenger shit. I don't want a deep psychological deep dive and inside the psyche of like a broken man who becomes a Joker. You but know wait, what I mean? What if I told you that Steve and tony show up in <laughs> oh my god let's pause this shit right now <laughs> but uh no listen i it's been on my on my to watch list forever and you know i have it ready to pop in and watch i just um um at, the, at this point it's just a matter of just sitting down and doing it you know what maybe that'll be my homework for next week's episode um, yeah you know what do it so yeah. how about this watch, watch the movie well i'll watch it and that'll be our next week's discussion I'm yeah down. I'm done with that. We can talk. We could talk Joker. We could talk DC finally. Yeah, a DC episode, and we can even compare Jokers. I'd be down for that. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, the next one because you talked about the Suicide Squad. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, that Suicide Squad. The reviews that are out. What do you have mm. to say about that? Uh, talk about, to us about that uh, tomato rating. Well, it was at a hundred percent, which was fucking wild. I don't think anybody expected. 100% from a DC movie, let alone something like Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. Now it's down to 97, which is, I mean, pff, still fucking amazing. So I'm yeah. excited to see uh, how how true those ratings are. But I mean, most people are saying that it's way better than the first one. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, that's not, for me, that's not that hard to beat. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's also not very fair to the first one, given this, yeah. the history we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, but I I read a couple of reviews, um, and uh, I'm very interested now. Well, I mean, I was always interested because again, it's a it's a CGI gore fest, and I love so, the actors that they cast for all these roles are all fucking great. Um, but now that I I actually have like a deeper interest in it because they talked about how, you know, it's it's there like a lot of people die for first of all, so we have to expect a lot of people will be killed and not come back. It's not this this not the MCU. Uh, and um, apparently some of them are poignant. And at this point, the only person I expect not to die is Harley because I don't think the studio is ready to get rid of her character yet. I think they maybe want to milk her again, maybe for a crossover with a Marvel movie one day. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, I I just, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see what, like what James Gunn, James Gunn's brought to, not guns, it's Gunn, brought to to the, uh, the table in this one. I know he's kind of like, pegged as this little ragtag group and you know with guardians he did that and you know past movies as well but he even said himself this is the best movie ever made wow. so well, yeah very... because it, it it fits it fits his style of movie making and there's no 
limit, no bar that he won't cross, like line that he won't that he yeah. doesn't have. You know, with Disney, he can make a movie, but he has to follow some guidelines. Well, with Warner, they're like, yeah, make whatever the fuck you want. You want yeah. you want some weird shit? All yours. Go ahead. Yeah, so. <laughs> which is great. I think he, that's where he. That's why probably he shines even more in this one. Um. Anything uh, you want to tell talk to us about? You know about the Suicide Squad? No, but I wasn't really looking forward to the film. Like I have to say, like I was pretty like, I don't know. My anticipation for it was really lackluster. So hearing that the reviews are saying like it's really really good has me kind of has my interest peaked finally. Yeah. Um, because I was so utterly disappointed with the first one. Yeah. Yeah, a or one. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we found out now, like as we were talking earlier about how like how much of it wasn't really the fault of let's say the director but the studio and i just think it's i think that's the whole dc's problem is that like this and we saw that with the snyder cut with like why is the studio not working close more closely with the directors and the producers and the actual process of making the film why are they just hacking it to bits after the film's already finished (laughs) like yeah makes sense it's it's that famous meme there uh, i'm sure you know where the dude shoots somebody and goes, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly that. Like DC has a movie, they shoot it and they're like, why don't, why, why, why does this movie suck? Why did you yeah. guys ruin it? What? Like, yeah. So that's my only thing, but I'm looking forward to it now. Honestly, like I'm going to keep my, my, uh, I guess my anticipation still low. I guess I'll keep my expectations low so that I can hopefully be blown away like the other people in the reviews. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, something we can start planning to go see. I'm, I'm excited to see. So, yeah, Suicide Squad coming to a theater near you. All right, boys. Um, so before we get into the Netflix MCU thing, um, Mayhal, do you want to just finish our news really quickly? Oh yeah. Uh, so there is Sweet Tooth season two is confirmed, Ooh, which okay. I'm super hyped about. Yes, it's good that they didn't cancel it. Eh, I doubt Netflix would cancel it. I had, I think it was. It was super popular in terms of rating and even people watching it. So I, I, it would be very surprising if they didn't make a second season. Yeah. And then the other news is something that's really stupid. But Max, you may appreciate it. Maybe you might get it. So the creators of South Park are actually trying to buy the Casa Bonita franchise. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently the restaurant is like filed for chapter 11. Yeah. So the creator's like, huh, we use this restaurant a lot in our show. Maybe we should buy it. That's amazing. <laughs> Casa Bonita. Casa <Yeah>. Bonita. <laughs> if they can turn it into like a South Park shrine or something, just put yeah. like art everywhere. That'd be awesome. No, they said that. They said that if they um if they buy it, they're gonna like make some changes and they're gonna have some South Park memorabilia in there. That's nice, awesome. nice. Those guys have <laughs> got to be worth more than just a few millions by now after 20 years of being successful like that. Oh, yeah, 100%. They, well, yeah. you know what? They probably have to fight so many lawsuits, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> Money well spent. Uh, before we get to the last one, I think I just wanted to... Because we talked a little bit about a crossover before. For anyone who's listening who doesn't know, James Gunn went on record to say that his dream movie would be a crossover with Harley Quinn and Groot. And he loves the idea so much that he already, like he was quoted saying that he already talked to both heads of studios, Marvel and DC about it. So my first thought is, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it sounds, I guess, cute and quirky, but also 
I listen, I, I dig the whole Groot character physically. I just don't like the fact that he repeats the same sentence. So I guess it would be Harley just doing a bunch of weird shit and being all quirky. And then he'd just be like, I am Groot. I am Groot. And then she's like, oh, stop it, you tree man. I, I don't know. I just, I don't think, I think there's like what you said at Mihal when I told you this. There are like a million different ideas that are, that seem cooler than this one. I mean, listen, if they want to do it, like in one of the recent runs of Harley Quinn, she actually talks to a, uh, shoot what's those what's the, what's the term when uh you stuff an animal oh what, yeah taxidermy cat taxidermy yeah she talks to a beaver that's ta- like taxidermied and like it talks back to her okay and that, that's her like conscious partner in crime so i mean they could do that if they really want to be crazy i don't know why they have to bring Groot. that sounds kind of hilarious and I, i'd be down for that no and the beaver's like Missing some body parts, Hadley. It's really weird. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then the last, last but not least, last but not least, we finally got a a release date for Hawkeye, which is November twenty fourth, which is so far away. But yes, what we the fuck? Finally, we finally have a release date, which is fantastic. And they actually they actually released the first image of, I mean, Haley Steinfeld and. Jeremy Renner doesn't really show much except there's a bunch of bullseyes in the back. Hint, 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 maybe. <gasps> Bullseye. Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, it is late November. Am I wrong? Like the um because we've got we've got uh, what ifs in August. Yeah. And then that means nothing really new in terms of MCU on Disney Plus for two months. Um, although Shang Chi's coming out in that time, right? Right. And Shang Chi Eternals. Oh, and, uh, both of them in, in in two months? No, no. Like I'm talking about like what's coming out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But like uh, Shang Chi's in September or October? September. September. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at least they have like something there. Maybe October they, they take it easier. I guess Mandalorian is also out at some point in the fall. Yeah. No, man. No, Mandalorian's next year. No. Really? Okay. Yeah, I thought, I, I, no, I don't think they've. Uh, I don't think they even um, announced started it. Started filming. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, I thought for sure it was going to be like a clockwork thing every November or something like that, or every October. No, or I, I think they're taking some time off to because, I mean, Grogu was gone, right? So what can they really do for the next season? They have to. I think they're yeah. going back to the think tank room, or okay. maybe the the Boba show might be out. Actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, uh, who knows? With a bunch of really cool actors, so we'll see. But um, anyway, all this to say, Hawkeye. I think we're stoked. And yes. we'll be there for that. That's going to be uh, definitely a review show for us. Uh, yeah. What do you watch? But yeah, this Hawkeye news leads us into our discussion because rumor has it, and it's a very big rumor, which is at this point almost factual, that Kingpin will be making an appearance or will be the main villain, yes. which is a bonkers. And Max, you can continue to fawn over it since you can't stop talking about how much you love him i do i love him he is the uh he is what cap is for me in terms of hero for villain in the mcu i love 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 his portrayal of that villain and um he made the daredevil show for me not to say that daredevil was not great he was i think like (laughs) it's not much of a point of comparison but if you compare daredevil the show to the movie with ben affleck years ago (laughs) um you know like the show was way better and he is a better like obviously there was a lot more production value in it all that stuff i don't want to compare because you know poor affleck at this point but 
Um, it's well, not actually wait. Uh, yeah. Again, there was a director's cut, which was yeah. a lot better. <laughs> I heard, I heard. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I wouldn't be surprised. The first one was shit. Um, but um, yeah, and so the show was great. I loved the trio, our hero trio, if you will, uh, with Foggy and um, I want to say Karen. Yeah, Karen. The one who looks like Ellie. Yeah. Um, and so there, those three were great together. But you know how sometimes we say, oh, this movie, this MC movie was great, but the villain was trash. That was not the case with that show. That that villain was fucking amazing. Um, and so for him to be back, if they were only to bring back one character from that entire franchise in the MCU, I would have wanted it to be him. Maybe even for a Spider-Man movie one day because Kingpin and Spider-Man would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but that movie's already jam-packed with other people. Let's not let's not get too crazy. Well, um, no, it's going to be more jam-packed because, again, this also leads into something else I'm bringing up talk more in depth but yeah daredevil is also supposed to be in yeah far from home yeah, yeah. but we'll see I yeah. mean, if, continue if on uh... that, uh, if that means that they're all gonna join up at some point you know maybe because spider-man releases after hawkeye so who knows maybe there are rumors <laughs> sorry sorry to cut it again go, go ahead. um i've read that they did it purposely so hawkeye and spider-man are coinciding because the whole multiverse thing yeah. is going to be apparent in Hawkeye and it's going to lead into and even uh, intersect with Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. Which leads me to believe that that's why these Netflix heroes are going to bleed into the MCU that way. Hopefully, maybe that's what it is. Or, But it sounds like that's what they're planning to do. Yeah. I just I just can't wait to see Matt Murdock and... and- spider-man and tom holland like on the same screen like if they i just i five years ago if you had told me that was going to happen i would have borderline not believed it even though kevin feige has proven us wrong many times over (laughs) um but uh yeah if 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 they do a good job which they haven't done a bad job yet as far as i'm concerned fanboy that i am um i'm really excited to the the prospect of having these characters that are really awesome crossover to these uh franchises that we already know and love so yeah, I'm down for that. What are your thoughts on it, Tino? Yeah, I, I want to just jump off what Mayhal said. Like, I think it would be interesting with the whole multiverse thing, but even with um, with the way that the Netflix shows tied in very minimally into the rest of like what was going on in the MCU canon, I don't even know if they need to use the whole multiverse thing because um, I know at the beginning, Daredevil, they do reference the whole like attack on New York in 2012 or whatnot. And yep. because they're kind of like street level heroes, I don't know if it necessarily needs like they're not as like like you know what the eternals right it's like well where were they this entire time when thanos came but it's like i wouldn't expect daredevil to leave hell's kitchen to go fight thanos like they're you know i wouldn't expect luke cage to leave harlem to go fight thanos like for me it's like they could introduce them in a way to make it like a new york thing and still have them have already always been there the entire time just fighting like more low-level crime see uh, that's that's the one key word you said new york i'm finally excited they're bringing these new york heroes together yeah so many so many movies have passed by where like they're in new york and like you know these heroes are there so like where the fuck are they exactly because yeah. <laughs> in spider-man like i mean from the spider-man comics like he interacts with so many heroes yeah he interacts with cage iron fist uh daredevil on so many occasions so like 
like and their dynamics and the comics are so well and like they can make this work so well on big screen too yeah so like the fact and again you have a point it's kind of hard to see you know daredevil throwing his batons at thanos and you know luke cage i don't know well we say that but you know um they still had black widow hawkeye and um you know winter soldier there and they don't they don't particularly bring anything very cosmic you know what i mean so true the only thing is i think like would like would shield have recruited luke cage would they have recruited daredevil like i don't know like it's it just it was, i guess maybe it's just such a different vibe like i just don't see shield having gone and recruited these kind of like street level karate like jujitsu fighting heroes here, here i ha- i have a i have a theory that's like way out there okay okay sh- hit so it. now that now that they've introduced the multiverse okay Marvel can get away with this, okay? So you know how they say they always reference the incident? Yeah, yeah. It can always be like, oh, that was a different incident. They're not referring to the main takeover of New York. True. <laughs> That'd be a <laughs> fucking cop-out, though. <laughs> yeah, because then, then even in Luke Cage, they do... Men- well, I don't even know if they've mentioned the incident or if they specifically mentioned that Abomination destroys half of Harlem in the Hulk yeah. movie. Right? You're right, he does, yeah. Harlem, bro, yeah. <laughs> I think no, uh, I don't know. He doesn't, doesn't. I don't, I don't think. No, I know it's mentioned, mentioned... mentioned in Daredevil, but I don't think in Luke yeah. Cage. But I think Marvel made like they they really pass an opportunity when they when Thanos was there. Yes, sure, Daredevil, Luke Cage. It's hard to see them interact, Jessica Jones, all that shit. But they really could have just brought in Kilgrave, and he could have just fixed the whole issue for us. Like, <laughs> Kilgrave could have just made everything go away. He could have just controlled Thanos and just be like, okay, bye. <laughs> Although I know that he would have done that, but I have to say though, sh- small shout out to Kilgrave. After after Kingpin, he was by far the most interesting villain on any shows, and actually most of the movies. Um, I would bring Kilgrave back over half the villains we got over all the MCU movies. So Kilgrave was legitimately scary as a yeah, villain. yeah. The he thought of not being in control of your body, like you mentioned in that movie you watched a few weeks ago. Yeah, like yeah, that is like genuinely horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I agree. And that's why, like, in the backstory and that show also dealt, I think, with, like, you know, violence towards women and, you know, controlling and stuff like that, even before it became a little bit more on the forefront of, like, everyone, like, all the news that we see today and all that the scandals and yeah. Me Too and everything. So, um, yeah, no, it, it dabbled into certain things that really made it scary. And I think that's why, like, out of the four shows, I prefer Jessica Jones, I think, above all other than Daredevil, um, the four main ones, I mean, so... But anyway, I, I digress. Um, no, I mean, like the whole Netflix universe that they kind of like created around those like street level hero for hire characters were like was awesome. Like even just the supporting cast, like you mentioned, like Foggy and Karen Page from Daredevil. But there was also like I really liked Jerry's character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would just keep showing up in all the shows as the lawyer. Like I loved that. I loved the night nurse. Yeah. Rosario uh, Dawson's character. So Wait, there's yeah. also a guy, Mayhal, maybe you remember, or both of you, maybe you remember his character. I just can't remember. In all of the shows, there was always this street black guy, the tug. Yeah. The, the oh, thug, yeah. And he was always there. He was always, he's always like fucking getting roughed up, that guy, for information That's... and shit. What was his name? His name was Turk. <laughs> yes, Turk. Poor yeah. Turk. Oh, man, I fell for that, dude. They pulled that straight from the comics because I'm reading through uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil right now, um, which the show heavily references. And even in then, like Frank Miller took that Turk character and basically (laughs) made him into a gag where he's just constantly getting roughed (laughs) up and thrown out of bar windows. And 
ask for information. So I love that the show took that up too. Yeah, poor dude. Yeah, he was was funny though. Uh, All the characters you guys mentioned are dope. I mean, the only other show that we've left out is Iron Fist, and the only good thing to come out of that is Colleen. Yes, Colleen was awesome. So I I hope they bring her back. Maybe they might bring her back for Shang Chi. Maybe yeah, no, not Iron Fist. Uh, yeah, Shang-Chi, the Ten Rings. That'd be really cool. Don't Although... forget how the Wu-Tang clan used to... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. My god, when Method Man showed up in uh, Luke Cage, I was like, let's oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's the one thing that, honestly, for Defenders was good, but what made it better was the fact that they used, like, I think two to three Wu-Tang songs during their, like, <laughs> intense fight scenes. I'm like, this is this yeah. is so... This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. it's it, You know, it's funny because the same thing i i know i'm i'm in the minority when i say that avengers age of ultron is probably in my top seven five seven movies in the mcu it's usually regarded as the weaker one and like at the bottom in the bottom tiers i love that movie i think it's great but i like it for the reasons why we said we we were hoping they didn't do with uh, with Ghostbusters before. I like it for the flashy stuff. I like it for the action scenes. I like it for the banter. The story is not very well thought out. It it does start, you know, Maximov and all that stuff. But all this to say that much like Age of Ultron, the critics were not very nice and pleased pleased with the Defenders. But yeah. I like the Defenders a lot. Um, but I'm a sucker for team ups, so it would have been really hard for me to dislike it. Um, I just like it when they're all in that restaurant that I think episode three where they're finally yeah. sitting down and they're all interacting together and it's Jessica Jones is like you guys are all fucking losers I'm out of here and like uh, you know they all have and then Iron Fist is like hey I'm, I'm tough don't mess with me my glowing fist I just, <laughs> no, I just... that the restaurant scene was funny but what the I think one of the I think one of the highlights is when uh, Luke Cage comes back to the night nurse and She's like, what the hell happened? She goes, oh, man, some dude, like, I'd gone into a fight. Some dude, like, roughed me up. He goes, his his, his uh, fist was glowing. And she's like, his fist glowed? <laughs> and, and and the look in her face is like, god damn it. Hold on. And she picks up the phone and calls Danny. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just, like, it, it's just made this, that, that whole reaction just made the whole show. I was like, yeah, this, this, see, this is, this is some, like, grounded level reactions to, like, heroes meeting up with each other. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And um, when they, they kind of all brought it together with Stick, yes. which uh, was a fun character on its own. But um, yeah, I mean, I must have done too poorly because after that, Netflix basically just canceled everything. So, which, yeah. which kind of sucks. You have to wonder, though, was the decision to cancel everything kind of like a foreshadowing of Disney, like just gathering its cards and knowing that Disney Plus was coming and them wanting to expire all the contracts so that they could regain the rights? Or was it just Netflix kind of throwing the towel? What do you think? I thought for sure it was like a play because they knew they were creating the Disney plus um, subscription service. It was during that time a few years ago when I think a lot of networks, when companies were starting to switch to building their own subscription services rather than licensing out their, their content. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I for sure see it as that. And at the same time, I guess the defenders not exactly doing as well as they hoped maybe played into some of that too. And, Iron Fist on its own never really played well, but I think like the there were certain shows that could have still been successes for them. Like I think they could have done many many more seasons of Punisher. It was that good. Yeah, and I honestly think Daredevil too. Like those two for me, and Jessica Jones, yeah, but I didn't really enjoy the second 
season, second and third season as much. Um, but I felt like Punisher and Daredevil could have for sure kept going for a lot more stories. Yeah, they got rid. The, the problem with Luke Cage is they kept getting rid of all the interesting characters. Yeah, like, oh, man, when they got rid of Cottonmouth, like, oh, dude, for, ugh, I was so yeah, sad. that was like yeah. he was the best. I was like, wait, what? Isn't he like the main <laughs> bad guy? Like, what the fuck? I don't want to see shades. Yeah, like, you know? <laughs> I, but then they randomly throw in Diamond back in, in like the tail yeah. end of the first season. Yeah, is it he is it the one that said Mariah Stokes? Yeah. No, that yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, that was him, right? Who said it like that? No, Diamondback is his brother, no. Yeah, it's Luke Cage's brother or something. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the one's the Jamaican, no? That's what yeah, they call Bush, him. Bush something, Bushmaster or whatever, which sounds like a yeah. horrible name. But, <laughs> but yeah, the Mariah Stokes, and she's like, no. Mariah Stokes. It's not my name. Uh, so, yeah, this, that's why they just kept getting rid of all the interesting characters on that show. So, yeah, and yeah, Mariah Stokes' character, I couldn't stand her. So, yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm done with you, lady. You and she. All right, all right hold on. So let's bring it back to the original yes, yes. point. Uh, yeah, so Kingpin <laughs> is going back <laughs> in Hawk. Uh, it's going to be in Hawkeye. And I find that interesting because uh, I think I wrote here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I think, Tino, you may be able to back this up maybe a little bit. Uh, I know in the Spider-Man comics, he pretty much runs the streets of like New York. So the mm-hmm. fact that Hawkeye is coming back to New York. I'm hope like, I mean, I don't think they've set a location, but I'm guessing it's going to be New York if they're going off the Matt Fraction type deal. So it's in New York. So I'm going to guess it's New York. Yeah, and I think that Kingpin is like, sorry? It was shot there too, I believe. Oh, so they, yeah, that, that cements it then. Uh, I think Kingpin is probably the best villain to sort of run the streets and have like that ever-growing small presence in shows like that. Like, as you know, how Thanos is like the big bad, I feel like Kingpin would be that for the TV shows, to be honest. Yeah, for street which level, is, which would be awesome, by the way. <laughs> so, if they do kind of plan to make him kind of like an omnipresence in most of the shows, um, I'm down. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, even in Spider Verse, he was he was he was a good part of the Spider Verse villain. Yeah, and I, I know like some of the comics that I read, he has some of like, the most outrageous plans where. He has like this twin of himself that like if ever he gets caught or has to like uh, or fake his death, he'll just use that twin and then he'll just go run away and appear out of nowhere. Like 10 issues later goes, ha I was still alive. You thought I was dead. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like he, he's, he's, he's a fun villain. Yeah. And, and the way that uh, Vincent plays him is awesome. Oh, yeah. Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> you think we're gonna see vanessa again or she's she's doa <laughs> no i think she's oh still God. uh i don't know at the end of season three right like he goes away to prison yeah. to save her i guess yeah yeah that's what she did uh, so i don't know I, that i mean we make fun because the way he says it it's basically batman voice <laughs> but um she brought a nice dimension to him it's not just oh i want to kill everyone and then dominate the world but he had like a uh emotional quality that we don't see a lot in villains that I think made me like him even more, even though he's a bad guy and I you don't want him she, to win. She became a baddie too, though, at the end. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. She was like reveling in it, mm-hmm. so, which is a really cool character arc for her. So kudos to the showrunners for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you guys think that he's going to, what type of role do you think he's going to play in Hawkeye? Max, how um, about you go first? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, 
I can't really base my impressions or predictions on the comics since I don't really read that stuff, but... No, no, I mean, just in terms of, like, what we've seen so far and, like, how you think the Hawkeye show is going to go, like... Yeah, I, I mean, mean, for me, the, the Hawkeye show, the only thing that I know is that he's training, like, a recruit. I don't... I'm not even sure... What's her name again? Kate Bishop. Yeah. Yes, so her. So he's basically training her to be the new, the new archer person. I don't want to say the new Hawkeye because... Probably she's gonna have a different name, but um, I think she goes by Hawkeye, no? Yeah, I think she does. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's a new one. So yeah. Hawkeye too. Hawk, uh, no, I think at some point he calls himself Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well then, <laughs> whichever one. Uh, yeah, for me it's more. I I assume that it New York is gonna be the main player in their relationship. If because the Kingpin, I doubt that he's in prison planning to like use Hawkeye for whatever you know his nefarious reasons are also we've already seen hawkeye being a bad guy in avengers um one which was pretty sucky so um so i, I yeah i guess it has to do with the city if if hawkeye's in back in new york and he's training her if they see some nefarious shit going on i don't think they'll ignore it him being an avenger and all mm-hmm. um so it has probably something to do I, i'm assuming that it's just going to be fisk getting out of prison and assuming his empire again and Hawkeye being like, Oh, well, I guess this red dude with the sticks isn't around. So I'll take him out myself. <laughs> um, so that's my super bold, very not interesting prediction. I just have no fucking clue. I I'm excited to see they're probably going to, and the good thing is all that is they're probably going to surprise me a lot, which is really cool. I sometimes I like knowing in advance, but most of the time I just like being surprised. And so right now my expectations are just, it's going to be great. They're great roles, great actors. It, you know, I'm excited. Uh, no, uh, I I think, I mean, this is me hoping that he has a huge role. So yeah. okay, this could be completely run off, off the gate. I maybe think that he comes back to New York for some whatever reason, you know, coming back to his old roots of the Avengers or running away from Yelena. That's a whole, you know. Mm. Uh, but I think that Kate Bishop maybe goes after Kingpin maybe by herself and he sees this chick with an April one hour and is like, wait, maybe I can I can help her or teach her. <laughs> so maybe that's can, what you can mentor her. That'd be yeah. cool. True. Yeah, I mean what the interesting thing is for I think we saw some set photos of uh No Way Home and I think it part of it actually might be taking place outside of New York City itself. Um, and so I wonder, like, if I, if I was going off that, I was like, oh, maybe like Spider-Man fled, you know what I mean? Like, maybe like there's like a vacuum right now in New York. And maybe that's why they're going to like shine a light more on, you know, maybe the absence of like a crime fighter in like the actual city. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So maybe that's where what kind of like Hawkeye comes in if Kingpin kind of like fills the void. The other thing, too, is like I always try to keep in mind, like what happened in between um, Infinity War and endgame i guess like those five years so like was kingpin blipped like you know what i mean like you know what i mean like or like did he bust out of prison during that whole blip situation who knows but like i i definitely am down to see him kind of resume his role as like the the crime boss of like all the crime bosses you know um even though the spider-man movie is pointing to be more like sinister 60 i'd be i'd be interested if they took more like on the streets uh, with the hawkeye you know less not as big, not as like techie, more like gangstery. Um, and I think Hawkeye fits in that well, right? Like Fisk is kind of like linked up with like ninja stuff. And so I think that 
bow and arrows would, would work well with like, the other ninjas and everything. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the multiverse, uh, mul- we'll leave the multiversal war to uh, Peter Parker and Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, you bring up a good point. You know, I'm, I'm, I didn't think about the blip, but if he for somehow was part of the people that were not, you know, dusted, yeah. um, it would be cool for, for us to have like a half an episode of flashback where he's in prison, everyone's freaking out, all the guards got blipped for some reason in that particular prison, and he can just leave and you know maybe when everyone is struggling he kind of you know reassumes his position as like kingpin of new york and then when everything comes back to normal he's already kind of like in power and that would be a nice way for them to make it make sense that he's back in a nefarious position for in new york yeah um it would be really cool because most of the time they're just oh he was left away and then when he came back they had to deal with like not being there for five years but for him it would be cool if he was not blipped and actually had to deal with those five years maybe vanessa was blipped yeah he got fucking I mean, depressed I mean, and angry can you imagine just five years of no nobody stopping you how like yeah. much he can grow yeah yeah exactly so that's why maybe <laughs> when we get where we are at the show he's already like even more well established than when we see him you know in daredevil one so exactly well yeah, well, talking about Daredevil, the next point is that it's reported that Disney is going to do like a soft reboot of Daredevil for their uh, platform. Like create I'm... a fourth season, that'd be down. Yeah, so like a season four, but it would be like, <clears throat> I don't know, season, <laughs> I don't know, season 4.1 or like, you know, some weird uh, soft reboot. So they, I guess they can tone it down for Disney Plus and not be hella violent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's you know what that's that kind of sucks though yeah i liked having daredevil being able to be a bit more running rampant exacting revenge and not well although like we say this but i think disney i mean if they really are making deadpool rated r and like you know i think they're learning to maybe make a little bit more content for the adult uh customer they have to adapt anyway they can't just be the fucking kids factory forever you yeah. know like they need to adapt so um for sure i don't think it's going to be as bloody but i think it could be really cool uh my only thing with soft reboots is don't ignore the past move on from it but don't change or ignore it like foggy better be there karen page better be there um like don't yeah don't ignore the past it's happened that these events have shaped who they are you can even if you don't want to mention it maybe don't mention it if you want to give a little bit of fan service maybe drop a line or two to make the fans happy but Move on from where they were at the end of season three. Don't fucking act like season one, two, three didn't happen, you know? Yeah. And um, I think with Daredevil's weird. character, there's there's a pretty easy way to do that because I found at the end of season three, you know, it was all about him, um, you know, and his temptation with the violence and his religion and this and that. And at the end, when there's that confrontation between him and Kingpin, you know, like he doesn't he gets his revenge, but in a different way. Like he says, like, I won, you know, and there's that whole like moment where he's like yelling at him as he's beating him up or whatever. And he just kind of like leaves him alive. Like he doesn't kill him, even though Kingpin's trying to tempt him to do it and to break him. He's, he doesn't do it. So I think like by him kind of like outsmarting Kingpin in a way and still holding on to that, like his religion and like his like sense of like blind justice. Yeah. I feel like they could still move away from that. Like, I feel like seasons one through three of Daredevil dealt with that whole, like, blind justice, I won't kill type thing. Because even the second season did it with Punisher. Yeah. Um, 
that I think they can move past that now and like the character can be reformed in a different way that doesn't have to deal with those deep themes of violence and stuff. Yeah, listen, if they're going to remake Daredevil, my main thing, other than what I said before about don't ignore the past is, I don't care how much money you have to pay Netflix. You get the theme song back. Yes. Yeah, no, that, that was you my point. I was going to say, like, you can do theme song back. <laughs> you can do whatever you want as long as they have that. Doo, 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 yes, doo. dude. Whatever happens is, is fine. Put it over whatever graphics you want to see. It doesn't have to be like the mask with blood, even though that was badass. Just yeah. that theme song was gold. Oh, yeah. Better than the Loki one. And you guys know how I feel about the Loki one. Minus <laughs> the final episode. But uh, yeah, that, it was just uh, <laughs> get that back and I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So with the, uh, I mean, let's move on from from uh, the, the one, the, the news about Daredevil and um, what's his face? Kingpin. Um, if we look at the other characters that were on Netflix, um, if you had to pick one that you really would want to bring back in an already existing fr- franchise, I guess, or whatnot, what would it be Punish- and why? I'm Punisher. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you introduce him? Let's say you're not doing Punisher season 3.1. You're just bringing him in an already existing show. Deadpool. Yes, I yeah. was going to do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. Because they're two, di- they're like they're two different. They're the same people, but they're like on opposite sides of like the the bar. Like you have Deadpool. They're both hired mercenaries. Deadpool is like it doesn't take anything seriously. <laughs> Meanwhile, Frank is like disciplined as hell. Yeah, like, bro. Imagine, imagine the banter. Imagine <laughs> there would be no the, banter. No, no, but the, no, no like, Max. Absence I, of banter would be great. No, this is this this is what happens in the comics. Okay, when Punisher and Deadpool meet, Deadpool will say a word, Frank will pull out his gun and shoot him in the head. <laughs> so let's have that then. That sounds awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. And John Bernthal and uh, Ryan Reynolds could have amazing chemistry, I think, on, on the screen would be great. I think so. But uh, yeah, I feel like out of the other characters, he would be the obvious pick because his show is great. And he did, uh, we talked about it before on, on the podcast, but he was a great, great punisher i have a hard time imagining them recasting him i know the fucking multiverse he can recast whoever they want but i I think he was born to play punisher like he has that again he has that stigma to his character which just is like amplified like times a hundred with his with punisher character yeah Yeah. um we have we think that they could you know yeah like well, I, I mean, see it. they don't have to make him again. Like they've done the gritty side of Punisher. Like I just think they could maybe tone down some of the blood and violence. Like they they've had sharpshooters before in the MCU. I think they could just throw him back in. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, if the if the story makes sense and the the, the chemistry is good and he's a great actor, so I, I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, we only have a few minutes left. I just wanted to bring this up to you guys. Um, because yesterday I was talking about this with my brother who's also a big Marvel fan. And he was telling me that he read somewhere on Reddit where, and you, you might've seen this too, Mayhal, but that, that because of the multiverse, it opens the door to what they did with Loki basically was having different actors play the same role. So they were saying, maybe we'll see Tony Stark again. It just won't be Robert Downey Jr. Maybe we'll see Captain America again, but it just oh. won't be Chris Evans. Oh my God. Like, so I was like, my first yes, no, was no, like, Max, oh, no. We, we, we are getting those characters back and it's in what if and it's a zombie version of their characters. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll be down for that. But no, like it just I didn't even think about that. And I so don't want them to explore that avenue. It's not yeah. about it's not about the people. It's not about the characters anymore. Yes, I love Captain America. Yes, I love Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. But don't fucking recast those guys. 
yeah and bring us like a different tony stark like i don't know like i guess they could and if they pick a really good actor i don't know fucking keanu reeves <laughs> who's so popular right now although i have a hard time seeing him as tony stark but i, I don't know i don't want to see that shit what about you guys not really no, i mean i i doubt they would even try that there's no yeah. point in doing that yeah i think they're so focused right now on kind of like the lineage of their core characters that they started with so you know um Riri Williams, the Iron Heart, like a young African American girl who kind of takes up Tony's um, teching tech skills and you know and builds her own suit and stuff. Like I think they're more focused on like those lineage characters and even with Hawkeye with Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop. Like I see them going more that route than kind of like recasting the same characters to come back. Yeah, I, I hear they're they're doing what Max should be doing. They're moving on. <laughs> I am moving on. I'm di- I didn't bring it back because I want this to happen. I was just curious <laughs> what your thoughts are. It's the only one I could see, and may, may not even be a, in Disney's interest, but I could see Sony maybe hopping on the whole multiverse thing, would be to introduce a Miles Morales. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Um, boys, thank you for doing this episode with me again, episode number nine of What Do You Watch, a geek culture podcast. Um, do you have any final closing thoughts? uh november 24th can't get here quicker so we can find out what the hell is going to happen <laughs> <laughs> the kingpin well you know uh i mean i'm i'm looking at shang chi right now on my radar first nice <laughs> and i think we're so for we're going to talk also about you know off air about getting together maybe to watch suicide squad i think in the coming weeks it would be fun yes all right, boys, that's going to be it for us today. Thank you for anyone who listened all the way to the end to our show. We appreciate it. If you want to leave, you know, uh, comments, uh, your support is always appreciated. And we also have um, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff is in the description. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Bye. Take care, guys. Toodles.